At U.S. Bank, when we say we're in it with you, we mean it. Not just for the good stuff, the grand openings and celebrations, although those are pretty great, but for all the hard work it took to get there. The fine-tuning of goals, the managing of cash and workflows, and decision-making. We're in to help you through all of it. Because together, we're proving day in and day out that there is nothing as powerful as the power of us. Visit usbank.com to get started today. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Copyright 2024. U.S. Bank. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, Nate the Great. Nathan Chen comes out on top after shattering records with his short program. We'll tell you what is next as he glides toward gold. While on the slopes, Ryan Cochran Siegel brings home the silver in Super G nearly a year to the day after an horrific accident. All the biggest moments for Beijing just ahead. Then out but not down, we'll talk to figure skater Vincent Joe, forced to withdraw after testing positive for COVID. This is not the end. This is a setup for a bigger comeback. As skier Nina O'Brien speaks out after her devastating crash. Inside their amazing stories of resilience. Plus, back on board. I just looked back at some of the footage from your run in 2018. You've changed so much. Eyelash extensions. <laughs> We're catching up with Chloe Kim ahead of her Olympic return. The gold medalist opening up to Savannah about the lessons learned from her epic 2018 run and a break from her sport. I get to push myself and I can set my own goals and work towards them and achieve them. It's the best feeling. Go figure, from managing those dizzying spins to tucking their skates into their tights, we are speaking with Olympic skaters to answer your burning questions from the ice. Today, Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. Watching Team USA. Go for gold. From our hometown of Plattsburgh, New York, to sunny Arcadia, Florida, we are the Combley family celebrating Team USA. Today, KSCK is celebrating 75 years as an NBC affiliate in St. Louis. From the Olympic race to our wedding ring on our honeymoon from Houston. Celebrating our 24th anniversary from Asheville, North Carolina. Sending victory wishes to Team USA from Los Altos Hills, California. USA. From Minneapolis, Minnesota. Go for gold, Team USA. Great crowd. It's our Olympic Plaza. Yeah. They are decked out in red, white, and blue. We got some skaters in the house, too. Oh, right? they look so good. We got some skaters, got some anniversaries, got a birthday out there. There you are. I see you. Uh, excited to have everybody. Yeah, come. We got two weeks of this, so please come and join us. Well, this morning, American ski racer Nina O'Brien is recovering from surgery after taking a hard fall in the women's giant slalom race. Of the four U.S. women in that event, only one completed the course. Craig joins us once again with more on that. Craig, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning again. It is a heck of a course this morning. Nina O'Brien out of surgery, as you mentioned. She's going to be heading back to the United States for further medical evaluation after breaking two bones. But this morning, she appears to be in good spirits, assuring teammates and supporters that she's on the mend and doing well. 
American giant slalom racer Nina O'Brien on the mend after a horrific crash. Overnight, sharing these photos from her hospital bed in China on Instagram writing, I keep replaying it in my head, wishing I'd skied those last few gates differently. I'm a little heartbroken, but also feeling so much love. Sustaining serious compound fractures in her left tibia and fibula, doctors in China were able to stabilize the leg. U.S. team officials say she will return to the United States for further evaluation and care. The day started with promise. O'Brien finishing her first run with the sixth fastest time. But on her second run, trying to make up precious seconds as she approached the finish, O'Brien appeared to catch an edge and crashed hard, skidding uncontrollably down the steep pitch. O'Brien screaming in pain, medical personnel rushing to her side, O'Brien managing to smile and lift her hand from the stretcher. The team tweeting, she was worried about delaying the race and she also wanted to know how fast she was skiing. What a trooper. O'Brien was hardly the only racer to struggle with a difficult course. Out of 80 starters, 31 failed to finish, including defending gold medalist American Michaela Schifrin, who posted, we're so heartbroken for Nina O'Brien. She showed so much heart and fire in her skiing today, and it all got shredded to pieces on the final turn. Tell us about the conditions that are causing this, you think? Well, the thing is, it's, as I said, grippy and yeah. icy, so athletes are having to make their skis incredibly sharp so that they hold on the ice. But then when they hit the grippy stuff, it can take them out of the race instantly. So it's very difficult as an athlete to be able to charge and be, a, be aggressive. While Schifrin still has the chance to compete in slalom and the team event, O'Brien now faces what could be a long road to recovery in a sport with virtually no margin for error. And again, that we are certainly thinking about Nina O'Brien this morning. She was set to compete in the slalom tonight. Uh, she's going to be replaced by teammate A.J. Hurt, and Team USA's coach says Hurt is ready. Uh, by the way, guys, before we send it back, the honeycomb behind us, uh, right now we can tell you there's, there's a medal ceremony that is happening inside. Uh, that's one thing about this vantage point that we have in Beijing. Uh, when there's a medal ceremony that's happening, you typically see a handful of folks clustered outside watching the Jumbotron, uh, and, and those folks are outside watching what we think might be the speed skating uh, medal ceremony happening cool. right cool. now. Love that. All right, you know, Jesse Dickens is going to join us actually Can't in the next wait. half hour. Looking right, forward to, to that. Fresh off her bronze. All right, let's get to our Olympic boost, shall we? All right, how about this, guys? The Olympians of the future are often inspired by watching the Winter Games right now. So check it out. We got a three year old goes for the gold in the backyard curling using a frying pan as a curling stone. <laughs> it works. Okay, that was cool. Wow. And then well, this young lady's already an athlete, so she puts on her own gear as she takes on the hockey match. I mean, we love to see, you know what? Every time I picture, oh, oh this little baby. Come on, this is just a, a beautiful, beautiful fans wearing their patriotic hats and shirts to so support. And dad who's turned uh, his couch and his kids into their own Olympic cheering section. You know what? I love the games for so many reasons, yeah. but also to have little kids look and go, Oh, yeah. Well, you like said that. it. I mean, there are yeah. so many of our current Olympians yeah. who talk about scenes yes, just like that, that. watching that mm -hmm. skater, watching that wow. curling or the skiing. It's pretty cool. Still ahead, our conversation with snowboarding star Chloe Kim on why she actually needed a break after winning gold four years ago, how she found her love for snowboarding again, 
and the new tricks she is ready to unveil as she goes for gold medal number two. Plus, another member of Team USA worth celebrating, figure skater Vincent Joe. He was forced to withdraw from competition, but vowing we have not seen the last of him. Amen. We're looking forward to talking to him coming up after this. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, guys. We're back with one of the more emotional storylines of the Winter Olympics so far. American figure skater Vincent Joe, he was forced to withdraw after testing positive for COVID. Yeah, he posted a video about that decision he shared, his heartbreak, his passion, and also an inspirational message to his younger self. Here's just a look. You had a dream, and you followed it. You made sacrifices for it, and you dedicated your life to it. And today, you are that person. Vincent, you made it happen. Yes, you did. Indeed. Vincent is joining us now. You put your heart right out there on the table, Vincent. Um, you've had a, 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 some several hours to sit with this decision. How are you feeling today? Well, there's a mixed bag of emotions, obviously, but uh, I'm still processing everything and letting things flow. And fortunately, I'm pretty good at seeing different perspectives at once and grounding myself. So I'm using all the mental tactics that uh, I learned to handle competition pressure and different circumstances and applying them now. Well, let me tell you, I watched the whole video, Vincent. I was so blown away by your composure mm -hmm. and your wisdom and your perspective. So bravo to you both mm -hmm. off and on the ice. How are you feeling physically and how are you looking at your future in skating now? Well, you know, I was uh, asymptomatic all up until the sudden positive test, so it definitely did come as a shock. Um, right now, I am, I would say, 99% asymptomatic still, so um, I'm hoping that I can recover very quickly, and the World Championships are not long from now. so. I will be trying to make a quick recovery and hoping to represent Team USA with all my best mm. uh, over there at the World Championships. Vincent, the World Championships, as you said, are just around the corner. There's another Olympic Games that comes up in four years. Have you even allowed yourself to think about possibly competing in another Olympics? Well, you know, when I was young, I said that uh, I would compete in four Olympics all the way until 2030. 
Um, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see. I've learned to uh, take things one step at a time and pace myself. Yeah, well, it's a lot to absorb. And as mentioned, you really have just handled it so well. I think you're going to have even more fans <laughs> than you imagined at yeah. those worlds. And we sure hope we'll get to see you there. Have you gotten to at least hold your silver medal? Because let's not forget, you're a silver medalist. You're not going home empty handed. Uh, I have not yet. We'll we'll see. But, uh, you know, I have, I have all the time in the world now, so <laughs> I will be patiently uh, following my schedule every day and trying to keep up a routine while I'm in isolation. And uh, whenever the medal comes, it comes. But I'm not going to, I don't think I'm in a position to be greedy or impatient here. Well, wow. Vincent, what a head on your shoulders. Vin Vince. You do, you really yeah. do. I was just thinking when you're yeah. speaking, I'm like, well, there's someone who passed the test of life. Right. You know, you did. A plus, gold medal, all the things, Vincent. You've got a Thank lot of you, folks Vincent. cheering for you. Indeed. So take care. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Oh, great oh attitude. Yeah. Amazing young man. Wow. Imagine. Yeah. He, he talked tough. about in this video, if you have a minute to watch yeah. it, he talked mm -hmm. about being a little boy. Mm -hmm. Just like yeah. those videos we yeah. just saw and, you know, skating across the floor and watching and dreaming of this moment. He did everything he could to keep oh. himself safe, you know, to the point where he was really lonely in mm -hmm. isolation. So it's just, it's so unfair. And then you Look see how, how he well he's it. handled that it. That was amazing. And that's yeah. such a lesson. All right. They said, Savannah, stop talking. Go to weather. Okay, you're right. I'm just blown away by him. I am, yeah. too. I was enjoying that. So, anyway, <laughs> let's, let us show you what we have as far as today is concerned. A little rainy, cool weather down through Florida. So, if you're visiting there, not so great today. Some snow, northern New England. A weak clipper brings some light snow across the upper Great Lakes. Sunshine, the western third of the country, with some record highs. And that's your latest weather, guys. Uncle Al, thanks so much. So in the build-up to the Winter Olympics, Savannah, you had a chance to talk to the face of the games, mm -hmm. women's snowboarding, Chloe Kim. Oh, Chloe, we fell in love with her in Pyeongchang. <laughs> Everybody did. She was 17. She struck half-pipe gold. And after taking an extended break from the sport, the now 21-year-old is ready to defend her title, this time on her own terms. Chloe Kim was just 17 at the games in Pyeongchang when she made history, becoming the youngest female Olympic gold medalist in snowboarding history. Her spunky personality off the snow made her a star, like those tweets about eating churros and feeling hangry during competition. Well, you look for churros everywhere. They're on the way out. <gasps> oh! <laughs> I just looked back at some of the footage from your run in 2018. You've changed so much. Eyelash extensions. <laughs> Eyelash extensions and what else? I'm 21 now, which is cool. One thing that hasn't changed for Chloe is her dominance in the sport. She's the favorite to win gold in the women's half pipe in Beijing. Her road to Olympic glory beginning as a young child. Good job, Chloe, good job. My dad used to... <laughs> He would buy me like oversized pants and I was like seven. He would cut up my mom's yoga mats <laughs> and make like little butt pads out of them. To cushion your falls. To cushion my falls. They don't let you wear yoga mats inside your big pants at the Olympics, do they? No. I mean, I'm sure they won't stop you, but. <laughs> One of the things that people really remember from the 2018 Olympics is your adorable and enthusiastic family just cheering for you. They won't be able to come, though, this year to Beijing. I'm so used to having, like, my family at the bottom of the pipe at almost every competition, so it'll be weird not having them there, but I think I got it. 
I'm probably gonna call them a thousand times a day. I'm gonna call my dad if practice is stressing me out. He'll always be there for me. But Chloe admits she had reservations about competing again on the world stage. Did you ever consider not going back for a second Olympics? Definitely did. My first one was really overwhelming. I was not expecting that kind of response. Suddenly you were everywhere. You were famous. So then I like kind of got scared. I got really bad anxiety and I was like, okay, maybe I can't do that again because I just don't know if I can handle it, but that's why I went to school. And that really gave me a good reset. Chloe took a break from snowboarding to attend Princeton University, but it wasn't easy shaking her celebrity status at the esteemed Ivy. The minute I stepped onto campus, people were running up to me asking me for photos and autographs, and I was like, no, like, I just want to be a student. Like, I don't want to be Chloe Kim the snowboarder. Wow. And then after a while, it kind of blew over. But you found a great group of friends. Yeah. All my friends, all my really close friends had no idea who I was. They had no idea that she was the Olympic snowboarding champion who became the first woman snowboarder to hit back-to-back -back 1080s. That's three rotations in midair, landing the gold medal in Pyeongchang. You were such a force at the Olympics. The whole world fell in love with you. But I can see how that would also create pressure to always be that version of yourself. I think I was so happy the whole time I was at the Olympics. Everything was so new to me. I was like always on, always super excited. And then after a while, I was like, oh my God, people expect me to be like that all the time. My cheeks were hurting so bad from fake smiling. <laughs> How did it affect your relationship with snowboarding? Because here's something you grew up with, you loved. Honestly, I think I hated it for the first time, like in my life. Mm -hmm. Post-Olympics, every conversation I had with anyone was always about snowboarding, like nothing about myself. And I'm like, all right, like if that's all you care about, then I'm out. Chloe took nearly two years off from snowboarding, but it doesn't show. With impressive winning performances and recent competitions, Chloe is inching closer to defending her Olympic title. How did you find your way back to snowboarding, to the sport you loved? I just told myself if I missed it while I was at school, I would go back. And what's it like? getting ready for another Olympics. Are you working on new tricks? <laughs> yeah, I've learned three new tricks, so I'm really excited. I'm hoping to put them all in a run at the Olympics. If I ask you now, what do you love about your sport? Personally, I get to push myself and I can set my own goals and work towards them and achieve them. It's the best feeling. I'm excited. darling crowd all decked out in their plaza finery. Olympic hats being passed around, lots of smiles, lots of fun. It's Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. Day six already of the Winter Games. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk, but before we do, can we just go over and see some really cute, cute, oh. cute kids? You wanna know what the future of Olympic skating looks like? It's right here. We've got the CP Ice, the young synchronized figure skaters. Where's, where's Ellie? Ellie, did y'all just win a gold? Yeah, we just did. Tell wow. us about that. Um, well, it was really exciting. Uh, we, on our last competition, we didn't do that well, but we were really excited because um, we did not expect it, but uh, we worked really hard, so. Can I see your gold medal? You have it right here. Yay! Yes. Olympians, are y'all glued to the Olympics? Come on, how about Nathan Chen? Are you freaking out? Is he gonna do it? 
Yeah. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. All right, ladies, good luck. It's so good to see you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Save this tape. Get everyone's face. We could have future Olympians right here. Right. We know. Go get them. All right. Love having you guys. Just ahead, we're going to be chatting with the woman who made Olympic history again, Jessie Dickens, who you'll remember from four years ago. Well, she just took bronze in the women's sprint, and we cannot wait to celebrate with her live. Plus, the major stars taking the Winter Olympics by storm, but that's if you can find them. We're going to tell you why everybody is very eager to get their hands on this year's mascot. Okay. Then we're so happy today. Food returns to the plaza. Yes. Let's go. This morning, we're going to learn the ins and outs of cooking with a wok and the oh, recipe for a delicious that, no? noodle dish to make it in. That's right. And then coming up on our third hour, Craig's going to have more of his one-on-one -on -one with Sean White. Plus, uh, an interview, uh, plus for an interview with figure superstar Nathan Chen, be sure to check out our streaming channel today all day. Dad, all right, Mr. Roker, how about a check I worked the my weather. way through that. Dad, <laughs> hey, you I always do. Through. You know what happens in the cold? Through. Your lips get cold. It's hard. Powered through. Kept going. All right, let's show you a look at your weather for today. Uh, some snow in northern New England, rain and cool down through Florida, mild in the plains, and lots of sunshine out west. And as we take a look at the next seven days in Beijing, temperatures warm up on Thursday, 51 degrees sunshine. Then we cool down just a little bit Sunday, a few snow showers. And by the way, we want to say a, a, a congratulations and wish a happy 100th birthday to Ray Hart. Yes, my father served in Iwo Jima. He survived Iwo Jima and came and served New York City in the NYPD for 30 years. And look at that years. helmet. Wow. wow. That's God bless him and thank him for his thank service. You. All right. Thank you so there much. You cool. Wow. Thank you. And thank you, Uncle Al. Appreciate wow. that, guys. Coming up. You ever wonder when you watch the Olympics when you see them doing all those dramatic spins yeah. on the ice? Yeah. How yeah. they don't get dizzy? How? Yeah. How's that possible? Well, we're going to have the answer to that. It's a mystery. <laughs> plus, uh, a whole lot more. Your Olympic pop star. Oh. Get your coffee, have it now, because it's coming up first as a say on NBC. All right, this is it. We've been waiting. Come, Come on, on, Carson. Olympic edition. For this run of the top start that I'm about to do. <laughs> do if I'm confident in uh -huh. the middle of it, yes. look out for the triple cork. Oh, I want to warn you. Hey, I'm nice. feeling good about Woo. the run. First up, that adorable Olympics mascot, Bing Dwen Dwen. Apparently, the precious panda is simply too lovable. All over Beijing, souvenirs featuring the 2022 Winter Games icon are selling out fast. The Beijing Organizing Committee said it would increase the supply of the snowsuit-clad panda after hordes of hopeful shoppers were even turned away over the weekend. Some people were waiting in lines for hours, and they walked away empty-handed. No panda. Aww. The committee, citing recent factory closures for the Lunar New Year, is maybe one of the reasons behind that shortage. The mascot, whose name Bing, translates to ice, and Dwen Dwen means robust and lively. The same word means two different words. I like that. That's pretty cool, right? Uh, it's becoming one of the most popular Olympic mascots cool. yet. <laughs> Next up, Anna Hoffman in a new video shared on TikTok, the 21-year-old Olympic ski jumper is giving a peek inside security over at the Olympic Village. Hoffman opening up about the unseen team behind team, team USA that's tasked with keeping our nation's athletes safe. The State Department has dispatched special agents to come and be with the athletes to make sure that they're safe and everything. Uh, this usually happens with most Olympics. It happens with other events in other countries as well, too, depending on safety levels and things like that. Basically, he comes with us to any event that we're at and if we're outside of the village just to ensure our safety and make sure that everything's going okay. Hashtag 
Well, the Department of State special agents working hard to protect Team USA, and we certainly appreciate their efforts. Next up on Popstar, Karen Chen. On Sunday, the 23-year-old figure skater from Fremont, California, spun her way into second place, earning a silver medal in the team division. And now she's revealing the special designer behind her bejeweled purple performance dress. I'm wearing my figure skating dress that my mom actually made for me. Um, and she probably does 90% of the work and I do like 10%, but she does like all like all the hard work and she puts in like blood, sweat and tears into it. Um, and I think my favorite part is probably like this butterfly down here. Um, she like strategically like put the stones and arrange them in a way so it looks like a butterfly. Like wow. wrapped, wow. wrapped. Ladies, what do you think? That's well, amazing. I love it. And also, it's like being wrapped in a hug from mom. Yeah. Wow. You know? wow. Huh. Karen's skate in Sunday's competition was to the song Butterfly Lover's Concerto. That is not a Smashing Pumpkin song, by the way, making that <laughs> hidden bejeweled butterfly on her dress that much more special. Speaking of skating, let's take a look once again at some Olympic fashions. Have you ever wondered why skaters wear those long tights, Al? They yeah. go all the way down. They don't just go, they go over their laces. Right. Do they okay. do that? Is it for practicality reasons? Maybe it's for fashion. Well, it turns out it's a little bit of both. Today spoke with bronze medalist Marai Nagasu about the sport's unique wardrobe. According to record-setting Olympian, on a practical level, skaters cover their laces simply to avoid tripping over them. Oh. On a fashion level, they might opt for long, flesh-colored tights to make their legs appear just a little bit longer. <laughs> so their laces are covered. But what about all that spinning? Yeah. Well, according to, I'm really going for it. This is the triple cork right here. According <laughs> to the bronze medalist, uh, Brady Tennell, the skaters are just, they are dizzy. They get dizzy when they do that, but current and former members of Team USA agree, telling today there's just no way around getting dizzy, but they just are used to it. That's oh, the difference. Okay. Oh, okay. And yet somehow they managed to make all that dizzy skating look so graceful. So there you have it. Okay. Still ahead, we got a taste of the Olympics host nation right here in the plaza with the recipe for a classic noodle dish that our families are going to love. Yet, so. But first, this is today on NBC. AT&T is opening connected learning centers across the country, opening doors for students in need by giving them access to free high-speed internet, computers, and educational resources that can keep them learning. It's just part of our ongoing commitment to help more students stay connected. Because when students stay connected, they get closer to their dreams. To learn more, visit att.com slash connected learning. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. drama that unfolded just this morning, ending with Team USA's first ever sprint medal in cross-country skiing. Let's go, let's go. The proud holder of that bronze three-time Olympian, Jesse Diggins. She is with us now live. Jesse, I mean, come on, reactions are everything. First of all, congratulations. You got the medal, and then you got swarmed by a whole bunch of people after you won. Just take us inside that moment for you. Oh, thanks. Um... 
It's so special and so exciting because I really feel like this medal belongs to the entire team. It's taken so many people to give us this opportunity. Um, our wax techs, our coaches, our teammates for generations setting the stage and helping us get to this point. Um, our volunteers and our families and loved ones. So I really felt the love and the cheering from back home all the way from over here. and. It's been overwhelming, but in the best way. Oh, we just love watching you make history. You did it four years ago, now you've done it again. What did it feel like when you, when you crossed that finish line? Well, to be honest, I, I actually wasn't sure that I had uh, definitely gotten the bronze, so I was a little bit scared to celebrate because I wasn't sure and I, I didn't wanna, um, I don't know, I guess I was just scared to celebrate too early. So Aww. I was just in a lot of pain. It's a really challenging course, but I love that. Um, and my biggest goal today was to just finish with nothing left. That's always the goal is to mm. focus on those process goals. And I was so proud to say that I definitely did that. Now, Jesse, so many people with these Olympics, we've been finding out that you folks are just like us and that you struggle with, with certain issues. You've talked about, you've been very vocal about uh, eating disorders. Uh, what, what's the reaction been? Because people have been so impressed with your ability to be open about this. Well, thanks for asking. Um, I think it's so important for me to share all of my story, the ups and downs, because I really think that we need to see uh, heroes on TV who are vulnerable, who are imperfect, because I nearly tore myself apart trying to be perfect. And I think that the only, I mean, for sure, I know the only reason I'm here today competing, um, winning medals, but, but more importantly, that I'm happy and that I am healthy is because I got help and because I, I let the people who love me into my life and let them help me. So I know that there's people back home who are struggling with something right now, and I want them to know that they have hope as well. And if I can do it, they can do it, because I think asking for help is the bravest thing you could ever do. So it's so important for me to share that that's the reason I'm here today. Jesse, you're amazing. You inspired us uh, a few times over now. We're so proud of you, so happy Congrats. for you. Congratulations. Congrats, I hope you get a hot bath or something. Yes. That race is tough. <laughs> I'm wearing a heated vest right oh, now. Oh, good. 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 Thank you, Jesse. Enjoy. Congrats. All right. Thank you. Mm. All right, we're going to have a treat before yeah. we go out on the plaza. We've got the return of Today Food with now with actual food. Oh, okay? real this things. Even Today better. Food with food. Yes. Well, also, we're going to eat. eat. Oh, food that's timely in honor of the Winter Olympics. We're whipping up a little Beijing street food staple. Lucas Sid is joining us, chef of Nice Day and Junzi Kitchen. Hi. Lucas, what's up? Happy Olympics, Hi, man. We're excited for this. Thank you. Um, I wanted to show you a little bit of a recipe today. Okay. So this is a very traditional Beijing dish. Okay. Most people know Beijing for two dishes. The first is Peking duck, which is this beautiful imperial sort of crispy duck, tender skin in the middle. This is called Jiajiang noodles. Mm. So Jiajiang oh. noodles are, well, jiajiang means fried paste, fried bean paste. Yeah. Uh -huh. It is, Yummy. I don't know if it's the most tasty sounding thing when you translate it directly. <laughs> I saw the result, it. it looks good, it's, okay. It's quite fun, and they're already chowing down. I know, it, so I they don't wait. Yeah, the tasting it. tables. Oh, yeah. So what this is, is it's a traditional uh, uh, Beijing noodle that's built off of three types of bean paste. Mm, okay. This is called gang huan jiang, or yellow soybean paste. Mm -hmm. This is a Sichuan style 
spicy fava bean paste. And this is the crux of it, which is tiamianjiang. And okay. tiamianjiang is uh, fermented wheat and soybeans. It doesn't look very pretty right now, so we're going to doctor it up. Yep. Bring in a little bit of what is it going down? Is that brown, is that brown sugar? sugar? Yeah, this is a little bit of brown sugar mm -hmm. to aid that caramelization process. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is going to be the sweet bean paste. Okay. Are these pastes hard to find for people if they want to do this? Actually, nowadays, you can get most of these things in uh, Chinese supermarkets. Yeah. Cool. All over. We got these from Chinatown earlier the other day. Okay. So all of this is going to come together. A little bit of spice. The sweet bean paste is a little bit sweeter mm -hmm. with that brown sugar and a little bit of that savory umami sauce. We're just going to mix this together. Are you and get trying to started. mix it fully or is it like a, a light You toss? do want to get it mixed pretty oh. well together okay. with a little bit of this liquid. Mm. This is Shaoxing wine, which is rice wine. Okay. Mm. A little bit of yellow, sort of like deeply flavored um, sauce. This okay. sauce, I mean, what we're doing here oh, is we're trying to harness all okay. of that flavor from months wow. and months of fermentation. Mm, yeah. okay. That's all that it is. And the cool thing about this dish is that it's very, very popular in Beijing, but this also became a super popular um, dish for people to eat um, in Korea. Oh, okay. It has a version in Sichuan, it has a version in And you do this sauce first so that it, yes. can, it can have this yeah. time to... Yeah, and we're gonna mix all this together. All right, so we move over here, Magic of TV, there's your sauce. This is mm. the pre-made sauce yes. that we had mixed together. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I love this sauce mm -hmm. is because of how many layers of flavor there are. This is pork belly, mm -hmm. and pork belly, as you can tell, is really quite fat, right? So when we add this to the wok, we're going to Keep it on medium heat okay. and start to slowly render out some of that liquid. Now, what are the benefits of the wok? Woks are amazing. Um, the great thing about woks is that, number one, they're high-walled. So if you're a little clumsy like me, you can move them around mm -hmm. and everything won't fall out. We all, you guys know about stir fries, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that woks are for stir fries because you can move things around and get things cooking evenly. Mm -hmm. But the more amazing thing is that woks, like many other Chinese cooking utensils, are used for braises, they're used for boiling, they're used for Right, slow because that high wall. It, it, yeah. Yeah. So you can cook at high temperatures, at low temperatures, you can stir fry up to 750 degrees, or you can bring it all the way down like we're doing now to simmer. Mm. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna hope for some of this fat to leach out of the pork belly. Yeah. So that we can start activating some of those aromatics. Okay. The wonderful thing about aromatics here is that we have ginger, mm. we have garlic. And we also have. Are you guys tasting the flavors of this? Oh yeah, what do you think? They have, there's so much flavor. If we were sport for eating, we'd be winning. I know. Oh, you know it's God. unbelievable. This is oh very detailed. It's like the Umami yeah. Olympics. It's great. The umami Olympics. Get in right it, it. Carson. It's Olympics. happening over here because we've got about to rip. Yeah. Oh, about 90 seconds left, so I want to make sure we get the completed. Oh, So this is what the sauce is going to look like. Doing it. The great thing about this oil layer, it does look very oily for us, but we might be able to skim off some of it. Because the oil is going to help bring out some of those flavors. Yeah. These flavor compounds okay. are okay. oil soluble. And tell me about the noodles. Get, the pork. So get the, pork belly. the pork pork French belly. Flour pork belly. noodles. Mm -hmm. Nice and get in your Just pork belly. Nice and chewy and bouncy. Yeah. Uh, sort of Holy mackerel. That sauce is mm. going to go on top, and we're going to garnish. God, that is rich. Show us how you garnish. We lost Carson entirely. Well, good. When you try, it, <laughs> don't worry. Lucas incredible. and I are just getting it done <laughs> yeah, over here. We are. This is the work. This is the labor right here. Yes. So, since this is such a flavorful and deep and a little bit spicy and intense sauce, you want to balance it out with sort of lighter. So it's kind of cucumber, yeah. like cucumber. Just looks like celery. Here? Yeah, this is I'm just Chinese putting it on celery. the side. Okay. Yep, just like around we go. Edamame. Yep, edamame. Well, not that. This is edamame. Even I know that. Okay, this is edamame. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it looks so good. Is it delicious? Oh, it's, oh, it's my gosh. It's I'm packing mine up during it home for lunch. It's incredible. Radishes. There like the go. greatest bowl you'll ever eat. Mm -hmm. And it's, it it's spicy. Beautiful. You got the spice. You taste spicy, the, the pork belly. Sweet. Hey, what, beer, what kind of beer would you serve with this? I mean, Chinese beer is known as pale lagers. So right. anything that's nice and crisp and refreshing, really, really good. Really yummy. Oh. Thank Love. you so much. Thank you so much. Lucas, thank you. He'll be back to share some recipes on the third hour. And of course, you can find them on today.com slash food. But first, this is Today on NBC. AT&T is opening connected learning centers across the country. Opening doors for students in need by giving them access to free high-speed internet, computers, and educational resources that can keep them learning. It's just part of our ongoing commitment to help more students stay connected. Because when students stay connected, they get closer to their dreams. To learn more, visit att.com slash connected learning.